Hey guys, you're listening to the With Purpose podcast and this is episode one and we're going to be talking about how black lives have always mattered. I'm your host, Norma. I'm your co-host, Amanda. And yeah. So what do you think about all the things that have been happening on social media with the protests, racism, looting and stuff? I think it's so crazy. It's so unexpected. Because, yeah. like, people have said, like... Oh, my gosh. Sorry, people have said that, like, the Black Lives Matter has been... The Black Lives Matter movement has been happening for, like, so long. It's just so crazy that now is the opera. Like, you would never guess that it would happen during a pandemic. Oh, I know. Especially with, like, the whole social distancing thing and stuff like that. And even, like... It feels like we're almost, like, not in a pandemic because no one's really sticking to, like, the rules and regulations, but, and then there hasn't really been uprise in, like, the amount of people that are dying from corona, so... But anyway, so what do you think about this whole idea about white privilege? White privilege? Yeah. I think it exists. It's... It's such an obvious thing in society, so I find it so crazy when you, when you see in like in media people saying why privilege doesn't exist or I don't think I've ever experienced it. It's, it's definitely there. Yeah. Do you do you think that there is white privilege? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like it's undeniable. Yeah. Well, I think personally. Yeah, so, like, I was doing research because, obviously, you know that there's some people that are saying there's no such thing as white privilege. And then even with the Black Lives Matter movement, there's been some protests and people saying all lives matter, not just black lives. So, with white privilege, (laughs) um, it's basically privilege based on skin colour that benefits white coloured skin people over others for example black people despite having similar social political and economic circumstances for example i done my research and a woman called peggy mcintosh i hope i said it right describes the advantages that whites in western societies enjoy and non-whites do not experience as an invisible package of unearned assets so white privilege doesn't mean you don't have struggles or challenges you face as a white person but i see it as when you look at statistics as a white person you have an advantage it's almost a luxury that um you don't have to worry about being discriminated targeted or disadvantaged disadvantaged because of your skin color and this is a known fact and it's proven by statistics so you can't really argue that there's like no white privilege because it's there so um in terms of like racism and black people there's different like terms used to describe black people other than black people so have you ever heard of like the terms um bame or bme bme yeah or no, bame. no all okay. i've ever heard is people of color that one really nice okay and there's people of color okay so terms such as like people of color bame and bme so bame basically means black and asian minority ethnic and bme is black minority ethnic people so do you think it's okay to refer to like black people and people other than white people as like these terms people of color bame bme like what's your thoughts on that 
I think that depends on your society. Like, it's not every country where black people would be an ethnic minority. Yeah. To just address them, that's full stop. Like, let's say if we're in Africa, it's not likely that black people are going to be an ethnic minority. So I don't understand why you'd refer to them as an ethnic minority. Yeah, like, the terms technically don't have anything wrong with them, but with me... um, when you look at the word such as BAME, it has roots of political blackness as a term used by the anti-racist movement in the 1970s. Terms that other people from minority background other than white people are like sort of inferior. So for me, like I hate when people refer to black people as people of colour or BAME because I don't know, it's just like you're othering me to like white people and it sort of sets white people as the standards and stuff, which is like a bit, yeah. Oh yeah, that's, I I see what you mean. (laughs) And so with racism, have you ever like faced racism in life or like growing up? Like what was it like growing up as a black person for you? Oh my gosh, it was, well, I feel like I was a really, really big ethnic minority when I grew up. When I went to primary school, like the primary school that I went to, me and my little brother were the only black kids. And in primary school, there's eight years. Yeah. So if that was like, to me, that was, it made me stand out so much. Like, I always knew I was different. Yeah. Have you ever had, like, instances of, like, people being racist to you or... You know, I never, like, had, well, I never noticed it. But I feel like the first time anyone was ever racist to me was when I was in, like, year five, so what nine years old yeah. and this kid called me a chocolate bar it was um a white obviously a white child called me a chocolate bar and i was like so shook like no one has ever ever treated me like that before i just thought what the hell yeah so do you think you grew up knowing what racism was as a black person were you made very aware of like racism Oh, yeah, yeah, very aware. I think a lot of ethnic minorities... Oh, now I'm using that term. <laughs> a lot of ethnic minority families, the parents do make it their job to make sure their child knows that racism does happen in the world from a young age. With me, my mum would always, always make sure that I, I was aware. Yeah, that's sort of like the same with me. So um, growing up, like, I was always made aware by my parents that you know, you're black, you're going to be disadvantaged or whatever. And, like, there was a time when they're saying um, you should try, aim to have, like, a job in their health um, area because at least you know you'll get jobs there. Cause oh, things my like, gosh. Yeah, because things with, like, getting a corporate job and stuff in, like, business, you might not get as high as, like, um, other people and stuff like that. So I feel like... I was made aware, but I didn't know what racism was. So, example, um, um, when I was, like, around four or five in the area that I used to live or whatever, we always used to, like, play games or whatever, like, you know, playing family games or whatever, because pretty much where I grew up has, like, the only black person and stuff. So the first time someone was ever racist to me was, like, my friends or whatever, playing a game or whatever. And I was... I basically said, oh, let me be your sister or whatever and we'll go shopping or whatever. And the girl was like, you can't be my... Um, 
sister because you're black and i'm like well we're just playing a game we're pretending she's like but you're black you're too dark to even be related to me or whatever so and then i was just like okay and then um like as the game was developing like i just thought like to myself like these people like i'm different like they don't see me as the same another instance was in yeah uh what year was it yeah three so when i was like seven just quite young that's seven yeah yeah so no not year seven year three so i was like seven or eight years old and for me i'm the type of person that keeps to myself so um in class uh, I think the teacher was teaching or whatever, like, you know, when you go to, like, teachings in, like, history and they talk about um, slavery and stuff like that and everyone automatically just looks at you. Especially they just look being... at you like you're going to get flashbacks or something. <laughs> yeah. So I think it was, like, a history lesson or something like that in primary school or whatever. And, like, I was just minding my own business or whatever and, like... I, for the uh, the type of person I am, like, I don't really pay attention to my backgrounds or whatever. So I think the class was having a conversation or whatever, and this person basically says, oh, Nama is an N-word. And, like, this was, like, I was seven. So and then wow. automatically the, t- the class was like, oh, my goodness, the, that boy just called Nama an N-word. And... Honestly, I can say at seven, eight years old, I did not know what that word meant. So the teachers took me out the class or whatever and was like, oh my gosh, are you okay or whatever, whatever. And I was like, yeah, why would I not be okay? And they're like, he just called you the N-word. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, do you not know what it means? And I'm like, no. And I feel like they basically brushed it off because... Even to, like, it's only when I was, like, looking back that I remembered this instance and my parents were never made aware of what had happened. And there was actually another black girl in class and she basically, like, laughed when he said that. And she was like, well, he's not saying it to me, he's calling her an N-word. And it just sort of, like, shows the ignorance and how, like, some people are actually, like, not educated in it and stuff but yeah that is so crazy that person knew that racial split at such a young age yeah i didn't know that word till i was in high school and we'd watch roots exactly so do you think like racism is taught because honestly at seven eight years old i did not know what it meant until in high school because i went to high school that was majority black people would say it as just a term of like not to be racist but because you're all black everyone just says it so yeah do you think racism is taught yeah definitely in that instance where that child a white child knows a racial slur that was definitely taught yeah that's so bad (laughs) yeah i think it's taught because you're not you know you're not learning it from nowhere i think yeah you get the beliefs a lot of beliefs that children have in my opinion come from your parents yeah so yeah it has to be taught yeah especially in primary school in primary school what are you teaching yourself nothing 
you're not that independent to be learning things on your own. Yeah, exactly. So, um, with the whole things that have been, like, going on right now, what do you think of the whole George Floyd movement? Do you think, I mean, do you think George Floyd, like, helped bring more awareness to stuff such as this, like racism, or do you think that he was more of a catalyst to what has been, like, already been going on? Like, what do you think? I think for a fact it brought more awareness to police brutality, police murder, I call it, because it's way more than just brutality. I think it brought a lot of awareness, and especially since I saw that his killers have even been put into prison, that's a big, big thing. Like, that's that doesn't usually happen. Like, I've seen the statistics. I mean, I'm sorry, I don't remember on top of my head. Well, I've seen the this, 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 statistics and like barely any police officers ever even get charged when they do these disgusting things when arresting people so even the fact that his murderers have been charged is so great yeah so do you think police brutality is just an american thing or do you think it can happen in britain it's worldwide i say the fact that it can happen in britain like what happened with mark duggan that yeah. was police brutality. Yeah, you know, because for me, I feel like before this whole George Floyd thing, I was not really aware of, like, racism and the extent of racism. So when I was doing research, I looked up um, the London riots in 2011. So this is basically riots that happened between 6th to the 11th of August in 2011 when people were rioting in cities and looting and there was like mass deployment of police so when I was like no I was 10 when this happened like I remember seeing it on the tv but I didn't Uh. know like what they were writing about so it's only when I researched that I realized that these London riots were also about police brutality and what happened to um Mark Duggan and like it just like you know when you have like what's it called sort of like um when you become aware of something like it just makes it like even more crazy and stuff so like when you were like going um in school and stuff like when racism was taught did you think that it was a thing that was recent or things that happened ages ago like years ago i feel like it was when they're being taught there's some things that i knew like obviously having parents from southern africa you would have already known about nelson mandela so you'd known that racism had existed in like our countries for a long time i never exactly knew about the slave trade racism i was aware of was the apartheid that happened in south africa yeah and like the colonizations and that's the racism i knew i didn't know about the slave trade like I was so shocked when I heard about it, like people had been ripped away from their homes and taken to America. That was a shock for me. Yeah, like I feel like with me when I was being taught about this in school, I feel like it, the way it was taught, it's almost as if this happened ages ago and it's not something that's happening now. It's like even the pictures and stuff of like 
Martin Luther King were in black and white as if there was no colour back then. But and then when you actually like research Martin Luther King, like it's not even a hundred years ago that um this these things happened when there was segregation and stuff like that. So Exactly. And the way they teach it in high school, the way I thought I was taught it was Slavery was abolished in such and such a year. Yay, that's when everything stopped. That's when everything got better for black people. The minute that thing was abolished. And that is so not true. Because even after that, was there's systematic racism. Yeah. Yeah. And even in schools, so um, I was watching um, this video from Unjaded Jade on YouTube called But I'm Not Racist. And do you remember in school when you would like do like coloring activities or whatever and do you remember the peach colors sort of like that people would use for their faces yeah what um color did people call that do you like do you like have memories of that peach color being referred to as something else no, I always had it as peach. Personally, I always drew myself as pink. I don't know why, because <laughs> I knew I was black. <laughs> exactly. So, like, for me, and even in, like, the video that Jade Jade, like, said, like, that colour was sort of referred to as, like, the skin colour. Like, everyone would be like, oh, can you pass me, like, the skin colour so I can colour my face in and whatever. And, like, in her video, she basically talked about how racism is a scale and stuff. So, and then... If you look at, like, that primary school, like, the age where you're at, you're sort of, like, taught, like, that white, that peach-coloured skin is, like, the standard. Like, it doesn't matter if you're, like, black or darker or whatever. Like, that was sort of, like, the standard. And it just goes to, like, show, like, how backwards we are in society in terms of, like, inequality and discrimination and stuff. And, yeah, so with, like, the protests and stuff like that, do you think that it's right that there's some people looting and stuff? Like, what are your thoughts? With me, I can understand looting as a form of protest, Mm. when it's a form of protest. However, I don't understand looting when it is selfish people who are taking advantage of this movement. Like, in the news, there has been lots of like footage of people that literally they're not supporting the movement they've gone to these protests knowing that looting is going to happen they go they loot they take the calls and they leave they're not being part of the protest i think that's selfish and yeah it's taking advantage of the movement yeah and even like um with the looting and stuff well i've like seen some black people and stuff saying they're not supporting it but they're not against it because they're trying to take back what these white um corporations have like took from them so i guess i sort of understand it but like i don't know i don't think the whole thing is like necessary when you're trying to um push out a message because it's sort of like distorts the message because the news and the media will be focusing on the bad and not what the message is trying to portray and stuff. Yeah, I get that, but, like, with me, it's hard for me to feel sorry for some of these shops like H&M and Apple and that. When they go to countries where 
countries are predominantly not white and they take advantage of these poor people and they make them work hours and hours in poor labor and they rob them they pay them like minimum minimum wage even these minerals that they've used they're stealing them from colonies so it's hard for me to feel sorry for them when they're talking about that they've been looted if i'm being honest but i get what you mean with the media the media will use that but they'll use anything like we've seen how them especially the british media they will use any single mistake even if it wasn't looting they'd find something else to go distracts from what the real movement is about yeah okay so like what are your thoughts on um did you hear about the things that have been happening in bristol england oh the statue yeah what are your thoughts on that i completely agree i don't to be honest i don't understand why anyone would be against that statue being taken down yeah you know i was even surprised that it's still up to this day like i'm shocked as well i was thinking what the hell why do we have statues of slave owners what what i just, i don't know so do you think it was like vandalism for like what people were doing it is vandalism like yeah it is destroying property but it's i think it's justifiable I think it yeah, it's completely justifiable. Yeah. So, what do you think if they were to take the statue? Do you think they should destroy the statue, like the government, if they were to take that statue? What are your thoughts? Oh, you mean if like the government was to retrieve it from the yeah. world? What do you think they should do with it? I don't think it should go back. I think, yeah, it should be destroyed. Do you know how disrespectful it would be for them to re-put that statue back a slave owner? (laughs) Yeah, that is so true. You know, like, but even if they were to, like, retrieve it, I'm not against them putting it up, like, in a museum to explain how long it was placed in Bristol there and, like, what that statue means. Like, if we were to, like, retrieve it and put it in a British museum just to, like, show history, I would understand. Education. Yeah, I would understand. But keeping it there, like, yeah, but, you know. So, in terms of, like, slavery and stuff like that, colonisation, um, did you hear about... Um, the incidents with the British Museum and the, I think it's Benin Bronze that they have that was taken in Nigeria. Oh, yeah. I don't know a lot about that topic, but I know on the website they had accused Nigeria of taking something else or something. Yeah. So basically, um, um, these Benin Bronze that they have in the... um, British Museum were basically taken from Nigeria um, many years back. I think it's part of like the whole like colonization. Like I'm not too quite sure. I think people should research upon that. So basically, Nigeria governments were asking it back for it back, and the British Museum were basically saying, "We can give you the Benin bronze back, but." as a loan, so you'll have to return it back to the British Museum. So, like, what are your thoughts on that? I think that's a very... It's disgusting. I think it just shows the way these people think that they're entitled to something that didn't belong to them to begin with. Yeah, like, 
racism is like I don't know this whole thing like as I've been like researching because for me I feel like I was very uneducated even being a black person on like the extent and the amount of like racism like it's just mad it's an eye-opener so do you think like with the black lives matter movement they'll be like change or what's your thoughts hopefully there will be change well yeah i think there will be a lot of change i can already see it with like the different things i've been like this statue for example this is change because now we can see like the people can't tolerate like the government is learning that we're not tolerating racism yeah and even with like um black people black people as well um in terms of like white being superior in terms of statistics and that it's not even too long ago where there was this whole thing of like being lighter is better like what do you remember from this whole um light skin versus dark skin sort of like oh the whole colorism thing within black people yeah i think that is so i think it's so crazy the way some people were putting it yeah do you like remember like that being like an issue with you like whole colorism did you ever experience it from like other black people um i never experienced it personally like I wouldn't say I'm I'm not dark skin or light skin. I would just say I'm brown. But I saw it in like some of my dark skin friends would constantly call like black or burnt toast and stuff like that. Or guys would be like, if there was like one dark skin female and there's a light skin female, like nobody wants her. Why would someone want someone that dark? You know? Yeah. Like, what do you think about um black men that um? say stuff like my preference is lighter skin people or white people i wouldn't i wouldn't know where that preference is coming from (laughs) because when you study like attachment in society i'm not sure which not society psychology i'm not sure which psychologist it is that says like your attachments do sort of reflect your thing with your parent and if someone's parent isn't exactly white i wouldn't know where that preference is coming from Maybe they find it sexy, I don't know. But I don't mind when people... It's one thing to say, yeah, I like white girls. But then why some people make it their job to now tear down black women to justify liking white girls. I think it no longer becomes a preference. Like A preference is just like something that you naturally like like over something else but when you say you like something because something else is whatever whatever i feel like it's no longer like a preference you're just putting down like other people to sort of like i don't know how to explain it but yeah i think it's the draw i don't know i feel like personally it's this form of self-hate yeah you can't when you come from a black woman then say I like white women, that's fine. But then, like, I don't like... I like white women because black women do this, black women do that, black women do this. It's like, you come from a black woman. That's a form of self-hate to me. Yeah. And that self-hatred also, like, comes back to, like, society and what was taught in society of, like, being lighter is better, white's the standard and stuff like that. It's just, like, mad. But 
even with the whole Black Lives movement and the protests going on, I just feel like I'm hopeful, but I feel like nothing much will change. I don't know about the UK, you know, because I would have thought, you know, after the Windrush Society first came in and they helped basically rebuild Britain, that would have, like, lessened racism. But even that didn't happen. Yeah. And even when Corona started, when they noticed, then started to notice that the majority of the NHS, which they're now relying on, yeah. is black people and ethnic minorities, that still didn't stop racism. So I don't know what it's going to take for these people to stop racism. Yeah. Oh, stop being racist. <laughs> it's like a conversation that, of course, should like keep going and like and stuff. Like little by little, I feel like we can push forward to like help support black people and like educate ourselves whether you're black or white on the matter and stuff to stop this social and political unrest still what's it called have you seen like those um thingies um talking about george floyd and how he was part of an organization whatever whatever to um I don't know what it's called, but he was going to die eventually because he has, like, this tattoo on his chest where, like... Wait, let me research it right now. One second. I know I heard the annoying Katie Hopkins. <laughs> I heard Katie Hopkins on about, oh, but he has a violent past. I, I just think you can't justify being happy with someone dying because they have a violent past. Yeah. And, like, if you really want to talk about um, injustice and, like, the police system and the law, like, despite people's past, you're focusing on present whatever, whatever, like, you're focusing on, like, the present of what this person has done. If they've done something wrong and then obviously you take that to court you arrest them and take them to court you can't take the law into your own hand and basically murder the person and think you're going to get away with it what the thing. okay so um basically i saw this thing it's called an out of order chaos i'm gonna search on the internet now basically um it's this symbol called out of order chaos and it's basically where um let me read what the definition says it's the trick of creating chaos and then seizing power under the pretense of putting things back in order um and is a tried and true method of deception and manipulation and basically, George Floyd had this um, tattoo out of order chaos, but it's written in Latin. And people are basically theorizing how um, he was eventually going to die anyway because of this tattoo, because he put himself up to it, to where he will die in order to seize, like, chaos, like, from the, like... I don't know how, how to explain it basically like it was set up that he would die in order to make chaos and then the government would use that chaos to create order and stuff that is so yeah 
vibes and then the thing with like all these like theories and like stuff with like no evidence like it ends up taking away um the meaning and the cause of like what has actually happened and stuff even with the whole coronavirus thing when people are blaming 5g or whatever like people were literally dying so you can't focus on whether 5g is the cause or not it's just it's the fact that he died yeah focus on you yeah but yeah that was pretty much it anyone who's saying that oh he would have died anyway is sympathizing with the police and i do not agree with that yeah like people have like made a good like um statement of saying how the police um you need to like reorganize the police and stuff like the system the way it's set up right now it's not in favor of black people there's still injustice social unrest and stuff so all these um systems that have been used to create oppression need to be set up again in a way where everyone is equal and stuff but whether that will happen, I don't know. Yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah. I know someone once told me that racism is going to be inevitable as long as there's different races. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, this topic can go on forever because you can even go on to, like, um, the Bible and what the Bible says about it, how in the last days there's going to be, like unrest because there's going to be more wars people against people and yeah so i feel like it's only gonna get worse the most you can do is to try and make it better but whether things will change i don't know yeah but trying is always best i guess yeah it's better to have like tried than to never tried oh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, at least we can say that we did try. I see a lot of people, like, taking pictures of the podcast on social media, like, this is what I'm going to show my kids. Like, I'm going to show my grandchildren that their grandmother tried and all that. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good so to true. Because if, like, let's say we were to move past this and, like, actually make change. Like, if you think about it, the um, protests against segregation, the bus boycotts, like, they actually made a change. It may have not been a big change, but it still made a difference. So, if you want to be part of that movement, put down in history, like, what did you do in order to help push past um, the injustice? And, yeah. Yeah, I know in the Bible it says, um, you need to speak for those who can't speak for themselves. Yeah. but anyway we're nearing the end of our podcast so we should gonna end the podcast here but make sure you um keep up to date on the different topics that we'll have i've been your host nara and you can find me on all socials at kiki mads k-e-k-e-m-a-d-z and i've been your co-host amanda you can find me on youtube at ot.mans yeah so we hope you enjoyed this um little snippet on our thoughts on racism and like the things that have been going on make sure um you remember brianna taylor latanya haggerty yvette smith belly manjinga 
um, Trayvon Martin, George Floyd, Mark Duggan, Wayne Douglas, and like just Shakira Abdi. Yeah, and make sure you um, wherever you see the petitions where you can donate to help support these matters. And if you're unsure, make sure you educate yourself on this because even being a black person and quote Mark person of color, even I was uneducated on like some of these topics so yeah i've been your host nama <laughs> um, thank you for listening she's been your co-host ot mans <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah sorry i've been your co-host amanda <laughs> yeah so bye bye